They're two best friends that used to date But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight and Now they're living in the city and they're sharing space Drinking and twerking all over the place With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends They're probably drunk so there's no need to pretend I'm everybody's best friend Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Thomas and Kendall. And do you want to say welcome this week? I say it every week. I know you do. Welcome back, friends. We missed you. Did I say that just like Thomas? Okay, fuck right off. <laughs> we did. We mean it. It's a Saturday night coming at you on a bright Thursday morning. Hello. No, but I'm just saying like. No, I know. But I'm just you know time travel. Oh, the ice machine. Turn it off. That bitch is noisy. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Okay, so the ice, ice machine is off. Ice machine is off, and now we're ready to rumble. We're locked and loaded. You know, it's a wild Saturday night here in New York City. Um, I essentially had to beg Kendall to come over past an hour of 9 p.m., <laughs> so things are bleak. <laughs> I know. I really... Maybe we'll post the screenshot. I had to check myself in our messages today, because I was like, oh, can we hang out earlier than later? And then I was like what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't do anything. It's a Saturday night. It was 5 p.m. and I was panicked about going out. Like, I'm And going concerned. out is a generous uh, yeah, like assignment to what this is. Like, 12 blocks to your home. Oh, I miss, I miss going out on a Saturday night. I miss night. going out so much. I miss, like, having fun clothes to wear and people to see and places to drink and dance at. I know. I just bought so many clothing items and, so did I. but like they're all sweatpants because i just you know it's getting cold again we're really going to be trapped inside again forever yeah but i'm not mad about it honestly also if anyone is looking for a fall candle recommendation we're currently inhaling the beauteous goodness that is autumn wreath by yankee candle 10 out of 10 no the best candle of all time no argument is leaves from bath and body works it's just called leaves yes and it's the best smelling thing i've ever Ever smell. You know what I can't wait for? Christmas candle season. All the balsam fir candles get to come back. I know. Back. Those are good too, but my all-time favorite is leaves. I would burn that year round. My all-time favorite candle is Christmas in Paris Yankee candle. Oh, that it's one like is really sweet, good. like pine. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you used to burn that one. Anyway. Anyway. Um, it, little personal news. This week we're going to talk about candles. No. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Candles got big news. You guys, I got my hair done on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so I'm back to brunette, but like, this is only a little bit darker than my natural color and it's just a gloss. So it'll like eventually like fade into, fade in on a girl. It eventually will fade into my natural color. But my lady did something different with the cut that like every 20 minutes, I can't decide if I look cute or if I look like Charles Manson. That's (laughs) who it is that I look like. I just discovered on my walk over here because I did the new trendy trend which is curtain bangs love them i know i actually do really like them but like i've had the same haircut since i was 12 years old and like i just switched to a middle part which you all know that was a big journey for me and now the middle part plus the curtain bangs plus having i haven't had my hair this dark in years every time i look in the mirror i jump and think that charles manson is coming to get me <laughs> because like i really it's a little spooky but it's also like cute i don't I, know i really like it i've always i'm always the one person when everyone's like can i go blonde i'm like i want you to go dark like bella snow is that her name bell swan bella swan yeah no i mean it's pretty dark but I, I here think, for it, here for the fall. Well, I think the curtain bangs are hot. I'm just like not used to it. Yeah. Not a bayang. Not a bayang. <laughs> she really got a bayang. She got a bayang. So I don't know. Every 20 minutes I like want to cry about it. But then I'm like, wait, I've never looked better. And then I'm like, I'm hideous and I need to hide inside for three months until the fucking bayangs grow out. But <laughs> what a confusing <laughs> no, psychological it's, it's journey. It's really a journey. It's really a journey. Um, so that was the biggest news of my week. How about you? I'm trying to think the biggest news of my week. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. I got a new couch. Thrilling. It's very comfortable. Thank you. And that's all I have to say about it. All right. Well, let's just hop right yeah. in to who we're dying for this week. Would you like to go first? Sure. You going to ask me like a gentleman or what? <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> yes. Who are you dying for? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, wait. I have actually one more thing that happened. Yesterday, a friend of mine texted me. She was like, she sent it as a voice memo. So first I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I 
press play and she's like, hey, so this is really weird, but um, I, I just started this new birth control and like I got the first shipment today and it also came with like 24 female condoms and like I'm definitely not going to use them and like you were the first person that came to mind. So do you want them? Let me know though because like I'm going on a trip tomorrow. So if you want to pick them up tonight, let me know. <laughs> so I'm first was like, first of all, I'm flattered that you think I'm having sex right now. I'm literally a born-again virgin at this point. But I'd also be a little insulted that she thought you would be the first of her friends to insert a vagina blouse. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. So that's number two. I don't think I've ever seen a female condom no, a, a female day condom. in my gay-ass life. So I was like, what? I was like, how does that even work? Not that... A penis is coming anywhere near any part of my body. Do you just like stick in like get the whole no, hand and I, then just I, spread it? I looked it up and it looks like a torture device. I thought, you know, I was always picturing like that little cup. I think that's something else. A diaphragm. Yeah. But again, what the fuck is that? I have yeah. no idea. A female condom is literally a condom, but somehow you like sew it up there and then like the bottom like so, hangs like out need, of the vagina and, and like they're just like fucking a condom like your whole vagina is lined with a condom so i was like all that to say hard fucking pass i'm a virgin again and it looks like a torture device so no thank you but i was really flattered that she thinks i'm having sex in these covid times i was like girl it's the curtain bangs ain't it it's the curtain bangs but can you imagine being like Let's fuck. I have a condom. And there's being like, hang on, just where like line my entire <laughs> vaginal no, walls. I don't understand. If anyone has ever used one, please write in. Let us know. It yeah. seems so far. Oh my god, wait, but by. speaking of condoms, sorry, now this is really taking a turn. I heard this news story today on a podcast that I was listening to. Yes. That the FBI or something, maybe not the FBI, because like, why would this be their business? But some organization. <laughs> did a raid in Vietnam at this condom factory and there were like over 350,000 used condoms being washed and repackaged as new condoms. And that's why I don't fuck with condoms, okay? That's why I don't fuck with sexual safety because you never know when it's going to get nasty. Like, can you imagine? No. There's like a little bit of shit on it. No, exactly. They go in so many orifices. It's disgusting. In a pandemic, nonetheless. Never, ever. Horrifying. So that's our condom news. Hope everyone's continuing to stay safe, both sexually and virally with the good old COVID. No, seriously. Miss Rona Jean COVID. She's still active. Gotta watch out for her. <laughs> I know. Watch out for her ass. Okay, anyway, anyway okay, spotlight actually, back on me. Back to Thomas. Who are you dying for? So who I'm dying for gets a little layered. Because I'm dying for Miss Janelle Monet. Because of course I saw Antebellum, mm-hmm. and the movie was bad. That's unfortunate. But Janelle Monet was really quite amazing. I didn't really know she was an actress, and with singers that are that good, I usually assume they can't act. Because like, don't be selfish. You can't have both. Well, see, that's funny. I knew her actor first, and in, then I, in what she's to me, I was like, oh, she's a famous actress. She's done. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, maybe this wasn't I, like her film debut. Oh, I'd never heard of her in a film a day in my life before. Yeah, and I only know that one song by her. Oh, I What's know. It's that, that one. I mean, which one? That's just the way you yeah. make me feel. That album yeah. so far, you really I need to listen to. to it. Dirty Computer, I'm going to fact check myself, though. Um, But it's good. So let's talk about Antebellum because I was under the impression. In all the ads for it, I swear Jordan Peele's name was attached to no, it. No, same. I thought either he wrote it, maybe he produced it. So I approached the film. She oh. was in fucking Hidden Figures, Moonlight, Harriet. She's like, welcome to Marwin, all of these Oscar-nominated <laughs> movies. I haven't seen any of those. I know, but those are extremely well-known films. No, I know. I'm not saying she hasn't done it. I just didn't know she did it. No, I I'm, I'm shook by that news, too. Anyway, go on. She's huge. She's major. We love her. Carried the whole film on her back. So I thought Jordan Peele was involved, which means I watched... I when you For me, at least, because of Get Out and because of Us, I watched the movies differently because I'm paying such close attention to everything. Because like everything in a Jordan Peele film is like yes. a symbol or like a I'm foreshadowing. I'm laughing because I just remember... I'm remembering you forcing me to see Us in theaters and me begging to just see Dumbo instead. Yes. And I said, buckle up, Mary. We did see Us and I did watch it, but through my fingers the whole time. Yep. Go on. Really good. Lupita could hit me. Um... <laughs> So I assumed Jordan Peele was attached, and then I saw the movie, because it was, like, kind of about slavery and about race relations, and, like, 
she was so good. You, I think it's worth seeing regardless. Like, the storyline is cool, but, like, it ends. It's one of those movies where, like, it ends, and there should have been at least half an hour of, like, tying up loose ends from the rest of the film. Uh, like, it was just resolved, and then it was over. But it's like, there are so many other factors I was so invested in that I'm like, wait, we're not gonna... We're not going to address any of this. Maybe there'll be a little sequel. Like, it was so much build-up. There won't be. There was so much build-up, and then it was just, like, over. It was not good. But her acting was, like, so incredible. Um, and we stand a multifaceted queen. We sure do. A multifaceted queer queen. She, never forget, came out as dating Lupita Nyong'o at the Met Gala last year. Oh, yes. Talk about a power power couple. couple. Can't even discuss. So she's amazing. Also, a quick shout-out, a, like, sub-reddit of who I'm dying for Miss Gabourey Sidibe, who, for those of you that don't know, was Precious in the film Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Oh my god, you have always loved her. I have always Thomas is the OG shit out of her. Oh my god, you love her. When she didn't win that Oscar, I fucking screamed at the television. Sandra Bullock, you and I still got beef. And she is, she's an antebellum. She's an antebellum. And she's fucking, I swear, every single line of hers is improvised. She's like the funny best friend. And, like, she is fucking hysterical. There's a scene where she's, like, yelling at this white hostess who tries to put them in the back. She goes, yeah, all right, Becky, here's what's going to happen. And she, like, reads this bitch for filth, and then the bitch is just silent. She goes, thank you so much, Rebecca. You're doing great. <laughs> I was love like, her. That's me. So I have always loved Gabrielle Sedebe, and she's back on television screens, which I appreciate. She was in American Horror Story for a bit, but I don't fuck with Ryan Murphy, as we know. Also, an update, Ratchet is bad, you guys. It's it's not a good show. I still need to try, but also bad. I'm going to disagree with what Thomas said about the Paris Hilton documentary. I finally watched it, and I thought it was terrible. I thought the content, like, the subject matter was good, I guess, but, like, it was just a terribly made documentary. The graphics, bizarre. Was it about her DJ career or about the abuse? Like, I, yeah. it was terribly made, but... That's what I said about it. It was marketed weird, and I will admit, I thought it was good, and I liked the content, and I liked learning about her, but, like... It wasn't a focused documentary. No, and it seemed like my... Because I watched it with my roommates, and we were saying, like... I'm just like, going to take off my sweatshirt. This might be noisy. Keep going. Okay. We, um... It seemed like it was targeted at people who already knew everything about her. Like, I wanted to hear more about, like, yes, we knew she was this, like, socialite person, you know? Right. But I wanted to hear more about, like, her rise to fame and, like, all that shit. And they, yeah. you know... Anyway, it was fine. It also needs to be stated that, like, I'm drinking essentially straight tequila and Kendall's drinking nothing. You guys, I'm going on a cleanse. Like, I just, the quarantine eating and drinking has gotten out of control. So you heard it here first. I am trying to detox until Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. That's a long time. Halloween? I don't really, like, fuck with Halloween. Apple like, cider donuts, apple turnovers, apple tarts. Well, I know. I'm sure it won't last, but, like, I'm saying it here to be held accountable. But if you know you're going to... Okay. No, no, no. I know I am going to be serious. Like, I need to... I caught a glimpse of myself in, like, a store window today and nearly fell over. I was like, oh, it's Charles Manson and he's obese. <laughs> it's so like, like, like Barney <laughs> ate Charles Manson no, and took the wig. Literally. No. So. Well, I think you look great. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, God. Anyway... Um, Who are you dying for? I'm dying for <laughs> Dax Shepard this week. We stand. I listened to the most recent episode of his podcast, Armchair Expert, on my long walk today. And it was just such an honest and vulnerable episode. Um, Dax Shepard had been sober for 16 years. He previously struggled with alcohol and cocaine addiction. And he... I don't know if you can call it relapsed because it ended up being something else. He has had an opioid addiction for the last like eight weeks and he like knew knew, Yeah. He had surgery. He, he talks about the whole history of it, but he had surgery on his hand and yep. then, you know, he had a prescription. Then it turned into him just, you know, taking it every single day, being high all day, every day, you know, it started as him oh. taking it to sleep and then it just, you know, he was high all the time and he finally, you know, told people and got help and now he's, you know, trying to get sober again and the episode was called was called Day 7 cuz he's on the 7th day of his new sobriety journey and it was just a really honest and open conversation about op- opioid addiction which is like a huge problem in this country. Yeah. And uh he was just super well spoken and I just everyone should go listen to it. It was just a really thoughtful conversation and I love him. 
like six months ago, did you see Jamie Lee Curtis? All of the stories about Jamie Lee Curtis coming forward about her like opioid addiction. No. Definitely look into them because we stand her in this house. We obviously, love her. Freaky Friday. But like she goes on some big magazine cover coming public about her opioid addiction and then she's on like every talk show it was right when knives out came out oh i feel like i actually do remember that but she gives this like gorgeous interview about like being caught and when she realized she needed to get sober it's really it's really you know i i stand a celebrity holding themselves accountable and kind of not being a martyr but like kind of stepping forward and saying just because i'm famous and i'm so revered and viewed as perfect by all of you doesn't mean i i'm not going to struggle in the same way you might totally so I thought that was really great, and I've been meaning to listen to his podcast, like, in general, and that was, like, an episode I thought was so great, and now I want to listen to all of them. So let's get into a little, have you seen, have you heard, have you watched? First and foremost. Well, can I say something really quick that I forgot that it's at the top of my notes? I had the funniest um, encounter in a Starbucks today. I had a worker who really was not having a good day. Oh, a and barista? Then, a barista. And so I ordered my coffee and I'm waiting for it. And it's it's like not that busy, but I think they had a lot of mobile orders. And so this guy comes up to the window with a coffee and he goes, looks me dead in the eyes. He goes, Trent. Oh. I go, oh, no, not me. He goes, Ugh, Sarah. <laughs> and I went, no. He goes, Ugh, wait here. <laughs> Just walked away. I was like, Trent, Sarah. You could have been, could have been Sarah. Could have been either. Anyway. That's funny. On to you. Okay, we're going to start with, we have a couple things to recap. Mm -hmm. First thing we have to recap are the Emmys. Mm -hmm. The Emmys were last Sunday, and they were... Weird. Weird. I hated all the bits. Like, we could have done without all of that. I liked the nice bits in which, like, the postal workers, like, read the winners, but... All the bits aside from the actual fire that happened on stage that with Jennifer Aniston, that was really funny. But all the other bits could have done without the writing was trash. But the winners were amazing. Yeah. Our favorite, obviously, Miss Zendaya for Euphoria. Beating oh my out God. a really stacked category of women. Yeah, she's the youngest person to ever win in that category. And, first and woman, right? second. Second. Viola Davis has won in that category. But of course, we have yes. no choice but to stand. So I love Zendaya. I love Euphoria. That, to me, was the highlight of the whole evening. Other big highlights, Schitt's Creek won every single award, every single... Well, every single acting award and like 10 million other awards in the comedy category, which has inspired me. I finally am watching TV again, you guys, and I'm actually watching Schitt's Creek and I'm blowing through it. So it's fucking funny. It is very funny. I it's very, very funny. But so they won everything. And then there it is. Oh, there it is. Thomas lost the top of the bottle of tequila and we just found it an hour later. Anyway, so they won all the comedy awards and then. Most of the drama awards went to Succession and... um, I need to watch Succession. And Watchmen. Yep. I know. I need to watch both of those shows. Now that I'm back on my TV bullshit, I will be (laughs) getting through all of these shows. I also was very excited that Julia Gardner won for Ozark. Oh, yes. People love that too. Again, got to add it to the list. Ozark is amazing. Ozark is like dense. I watched that at the top of quarantine right when we were still in like this is a fun vacation mode. Yeah. And then I ended up finishing season three when things were really getting bleak and I was like oh this was a horrible decision on my part but the show is amazing and I can't wait for season four. Yeah. So I definitely have to check it out but they're pretty good. I thought they did a great job for a virtual awards show. I just thought like the writing was bad. But the way it was set up with everyone being at home, I thought it was really cute. Like yeah. I think I'm now feeling confident about the rest of the award shows to come. Yeah. Okay, the other thing we have to recap yep. this week's episode of Dancing with the Stars. Of course. Another great episode. All of my opinions are the same. Justice for Chriselle was served. She got a much better score this week. Caitlin Bristow has an injured ankle, but she was amazing. She had a great score. I mean, the show is amazing. I, I, it's my new favorite thing. Speaking of injured ankle, can I tell you something insane? A story I heard from a friend today. They had a friend who they were out drinking. She sprained her ankle. Next day went for a four-mile run. Ankle was really fucked. Well, why would she do that? I don't know. So she goes to the doctor. The doctor gives her a bunch of TheraBand exercises. The TheraBand 
so she's like laying on her back, stretching out her foot. The TheraBand slips off her foot, smacks her in the eye, and her eye begins to bleed internally. <gasps> so she can't see. So she has to go to the ophthalmologist. And he's like, oh, we have to give you all this stuff. And you need to like really take it easy for a bit. But she had to fly for a nannying gig the next day. And she's like, I don't think I can go that high in the sky or my brain might explode. So she couldn't go. Oh, my God. Isn't that horrible? What the fuck? That's awful. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, Caitlin Bristow, be very careful with those TheraBands. <laughs> And then, of course, Carol Baskin. I mean, she was actually a lot better this week, but the show is going to be, like, so rigged in her favor. She was obviously in the bottom two with um, Charles Oakley, the NBA player, who is definition of a P-jom. He is just such a cute old man. He's there to have fun. And then the judges, it came down, they were in the bottom two, and then the judges get to pick who they saved. And obviously the producers were like, if you don't pick Carol Baskin, we're going to fire you. So they obviously saved Carol and, like, they're going to keep her on as long as they can. She's going to be in the bottom two every week. Yeah. but And they're always going to save her. Anyway. You know what I've started watching? What? Glow Up on Netflix, which is a UK um, makeup artist reality competition show. And reality competition shows in the UK make me laugh because they're all so kind and so supportive. Where, like, in America, everyone's, like, ready to, like, curse each other out and kill each other. But, like, you think about, like, Great British Bake Off, like, everyone's so obsessed with each other. So, like, one person gets a bad critique and, like, everyone's crying. It's very wholesome. But it's this really... Well, it's like Love Island, UK. They all love each other. I know, but, you know, I don't know about that. Then the twins come in. Shit gets a little shady. (laughs) Um, Have you been keeping up with Love Island? I've stopped watching entirely. I've watched some more of that one season, but it's on every night. So each season has, like, 65 episodes, and they're all, like, a million hours long. So I don't know if I'll ever finish, but... Probably not. My coworker was almost on Love Island. Um, US, of course, not UK. But Globe is awesome, and it's just this like very cool like makeup artist competition show. So you just watch all these like young UK makeup artists do like insane makeup, and the judges are like so unhinged. The lead judge Val Garland is so fucking savage for so many reasons. She has this catchphrase where she'll just go, "All I have to say is ding." which means she loves something. I feel like you've said this before. On the podcast? I don't know. Or just to me. Maybe just to you. But then she always like baits the shit out of people. She'll be like, your makeup look this week is marvelous. (laughs) And like, we'll like freak out. But then they'll like the bottom two have to do like a face off challenge. And she'll walk up with a magnifying glass to look at the makeup. And we'll just be like this Professor Trelawney looking bitch with a magnifying glass. And then to the other judge, she'll be like, shall we have a conflab? And then they'll, like, walk away, and she'll, like, put down the magnifying glass, and she'll be like, we're one's absolute shit. She's never amounted to anything a day in her life. Let's send her home. And then they do. Oh, my God. So, like, the judges are savage, but it's very wholesome and sweet. Another show that we've been watching, we literally just started tonight, is Getting Organized with the Home Edit on Netflix. It's so, it's so good. It's, like, the perfect show for anyone who loves, like, the Architectural Digest celebrity videos it's about these two women who own the company called the home edit which is the company that organizes every single celebrity's home you you know we've all seen chloe kardashian's cookie jars and her pantry and all of that and each episode is focused on a celebrity home and on just like a random person in the country and they have huge people. They do Chloe, Reese witherspoon they have uh retta Ra- neil patrick Zoe. harris rachel zoe it's so good. It's like the perfect mindless thing, but I, I can't look away because like that is just honestly arousing know, to me. I'm begging anyone to let me do that with my life for now. Yeah. I know. I feel like you didn't ever t- update the people on what you're doing for work. Oh, yeah. I'm dipping my toe in the world of real estate thanks to Selling Sunset. I watched literally three seasons in two weeks and all of a sudden I was like, wait, maybe this is my calling. So I'm studying for my license. I'm working in New York and I've been working a ton and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. So if you need an apartment in New York City, I'm your fucking guy. Give me that commish. Okay, I'm I have back. a couple other have you heard. Yeah, hit one it. One is like news and one is a song. Okay. First, did you hear the news that Demi Lovato and fiance Max Ehrlich? Elric? Anyone know? Elrich? <laughs> Something. <laughs> um, they... They broke up. I mean, who's surprised? The whole thing was super weird. And it's come out that he is just like such a social climber. He just tries to, 
it was his goal to marry someone more famous than him. He's, like, Ew. always up in all of these bitches' comments. He's, like, publicly tweeted, like, Selena Gomez is way prettier than Demi Lovato. And, like, that came out earlier this week. So it's just been a whole thing. I think finally Demi saw through the bullshit, which is sad because, like, I just want I just nothing want but happiness for, for her. I'm also still pulling for Wilmer Valderrama to make a return to her heart. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't know if that's it either. I just want her to be happy. I know, and me too. And not relapse again. Oh, God. Well, well what? <laughs> yeah, but like, that doesn't have anything to do with her romantic partner. Well, it could. Okay. I just want her to be happy. I know, we want her to be happy, so I'm sad about the breakup, but the whole thing seemed, it was like so... Fishy, that rock, though. Jesus, Oh, my fuck. God, I know. The ring, it was all like too much too fast. Do you have anything for me or should I say my next one? Um, Our fucking queen from Real Housewives of New York, Bethany Frankel, is starting her own podcast Uh. called Just Be With Bethany Frankel. Um, and I'm going to listen every week because I can't think of anything better than an hour a day of Bethany Frankel just like yelling at me in my ear. Yeah, I can't wait. I when does it launch? Do you September know? September 29th. <gasps> oh my and she's, God. And she's the our, same day as Michelle Buteau's comedy special. I know, which like... Big day for us. Huge day for us. Huge day. But she's already at like number three podcast on Apple Music and she hasn't put out one episode. She's like, everybody, please make sure to rate and leave a review of the podcast. And I was like, Bethany, bitch, you don't have an episode out yet. So like, what do you mean? But she's like climbing the charts already. Oh my God. Well, if you're listening, do that for us. Go leave us a five-star review and write us a review. (laughs) Go rate us five stars and write us a review. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Okay. My last thing that I have for have you heard is have you heard Vin Diesel's single <laughs> i'm gonna need a minute to just let that sentence hang in the air yep so a couple questions yes is it like avici or is it like no it's vin diesel no no, no. i'm talking about style is it like <laughs> an edm dance track? yes I, but- need, I just need everyone to take a minute and really process what we're talking about <laughs> vin diesel has an edm dance kendall play it play no it i'm playing live. it right now Look at the cover art. Definitely taken on a 2011 MacBook. The song is called Feel Like I Do. Wow, this morning it had less than 1,000 plays. Right now it has 134,670 plays. Play it. Is that how you say that number? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, it's called Feel Like I Do, and... It sounds exactly like you think it would sound. It's literally like he's singing that fucking song from The Pacifier. Remember that song? What was it called? The Panda Lullaby? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Here's a little sample. No. Fuck no. That could have been literally anybody that was so overproduced. And also, could not understand a single damn word he said. No. I saw it last night in a friend's Instagram story, and I was like, what the fresh hell is this? So then I Googled, because I was like, it can't actually be Vin Diesel. So I Googled, like, Vin Diesel single, and, like, Rolling Stone, LA Times, literally everyone wrote about it. I, it's just like... There, we have nothing else going I, on. We have to write about Vin Diesel's single. Yeah, it's really... It's the bleakest of times. Yeah, wow, bleak, bleak, bleak. Um, a really quick have you seen for me. The final installment of the Real Housewives of New York reunion finally came out. And all I have to say is... Everybody email Bravo and demand that they take Ramona Singer <laughs> out of the cast. She is... They won't. She's she, definitely got like tenure or something. She is a mess she is a sad excuse for a human being i cannot stand her i find her so unintelligent she's a trump supporter she's an anti-masker i hate everything about her she's a liar i hate her and it was a horrible reunion everyone was honestly like people on their best behavior leah obviously fan favorite luann on the ups for all of us sonia face pulled too tight can't speak dead silent and then like it was just dorinda our queen may she rest 
She's not dead. She just got fired. <laughs> Dorinda and Ramona just scre- drunkenly screaming at each other. And Ramona is so orange in the skin and her fucking fake extension. She looks horrible. Ugh. And she's like shaking around her arms. And you can like see where she got like her bingo arms reduced. So she like, oh. could like see her incisions. You know what I mean? Her bingo arms. Yeah. I always call them lunch lady arms. No, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> she's horrible. And like the first <laughs> bingo, bingo! The first installment so of the um, reunion, they all called her out for her like horrible coronavirus conduct, and she was just like, "I don't have the virus, so I can't be doing anything wrong, darling. I don't have the virus." And I was like, "I hate everything oh, about you." God. So keep trolling her, and I hate her. Anyway, sorry to bring the mood down. Shall we get into the main event this week? We are going to do a deep dive into the history of our relationship. Both romantic and emotionally violent. I know, as enemies. <laughs> Frenemies. We've, we've done been it all. through it all. You got a label for two people? We've been it. <laughs> we really have. We have. We really have. So let's just like start at the very beginning. Well, so you all remember our origin story from episode one. We met in fifth grade in Terrell choir. He used to wear the blue marils and stare at me from across the aisle. And Kendall thought he could be the one. I was like, he's got some spunk. No, I knew who he was because I used to watch him again a historic site in our friendship. I used to watch him in the shows at the Mandel JCC of West Hartford. But we'll get back to her later. Oh, we will. She is heavily involved oh, in all of these absolutely. stories. Absolutely. She's an active bystander. So yeah, we were friends, like, but like we weren't really friends. Not yet. Then in sixth grade, y'all remember Improv Club from last week. Before we were humping each other in seventh grade, we did sixth grade improv together. No humping. No humping. There was no time for it. No. And, like, even then, like, I don't really... And, like, we did the musical together. And we had, like, we were in the, like, singing group together. Oh, yeah, the select group. Except Thomas used to call me bratty solo girl because in sixth grade I had, like, all of the choir solos, not to toot my own horn, but I had them in the select group and in regular choir, so he really hated me. I really said, I don't get the hype. (laughs) (laughs) I said, the real star is right in front of you. I was a real Ivy Lynn. You were a Karen Cartwright, if you know what I mean. Oh, how dare you? I am Ivy. Between the two of us? Yes. We're both Ivy. Do not disrespect me like that and say that I'm Karen. I have nothing but respect for fucking Catherine McPhee. um, What's her new last name? Who's she married to? No, I don't know, but like I think some tea just came out about her that she like donates to the Trump campaign, so we're not supposed to like her anymore. No, I'll have well, to I've been fact check. Team on Ivy, that. anyway. Yeah, I was always Team Ivy. This is driving me insane. Who's she married to? Hang on. It's like that old man. I know what's his name. Foster. Yep. David Foster. David Foster. That may be wrong, but I'm not. It even, is I'm not Foster. even going to fact check that. I'm positive. Okay. Anyway, so but then something happened like at the end of sixth grade where we were actually friends because I do remember calling you. I have a vivid memory of calling you on a landline phone from my dad's house. So I'm going into seventh grade to find out what team you were on. Yes. And I found out that we were on the same team. Team is like how our middle school was divided what into What team you were on? And I said, gay? No. <laughs> no, our teams were divided into like gemstone names. And sixth grade, I was on diamond. You were on topaz. Sure was. But seventh grade, we were both on opal. Opal. And we, ran, we ran that fucking ran the new renovated wing of that commons. Tragedy absolutely. of the commons. That, Real that's myself. us. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I remember our first scheduled play date. Yes. Our mom set our that mom up. Set I think we up. talked about that too on the yes. first episode. And we just like played on my trampoline and made videos on my flip phone. And I was like, this is it. Yeah. And then we choreographed the middle school musicals and we just walk out of class. To oh, be by like, then we were wreaking havoc oh, everywhere yeah. we went. Everywhere we went. We were just storming out of the class to be like, I actually am not going to take this math test right now because I have to go choreograph Be Our Guest. I was like, select dancer auditions are today and tears will be shed so i have to mentally prepare for that so i'm actually not gonna take this math test so we were just like running shit in middle school and i didn't i didn't like you at all then like no you i were, didn't have a crush on you no, who because would? we remember i had a crush on my poetry man yeah swim me i watch you at your swim meet and i want to cry <laughs> but wear thomas, that ugly salvo jacket and i want to die thomas also though was like he was openly in love with a girl 
from the Mandel JCC. So much so that he used to every day used to kiss a photo of her in his locker. I did. Times were bleak. (laughs) So I like didn't have a crush on you or anything then. You were like, oh, he's that picture kissing motherfucker. I don't know about him. (laughs) But then we started to do the humping. (laughs) So then we started to hump and everything got a little murky. Like, I don't know if that's where it changed or just like we started going to like bar mitzvahs and I thought I was like hot shit with like the grinding everywhere because I I don't really remember how the humping Well, the humping began because like our friend Kelly, let's never forget, Kelly and I had a bit of a love affair in in 2009. Um, And like we would do the humping and you'd usually just kind of be there. So then you'd do the humping too. And then we'd have to drag in poor Tim because we need another body for the humping. Oh, I guess that is true. But like I guess you and I, I you and I were never you liked Kelly. I loved Kelly. And so we used to hang out all the time because like we were friends, I was friends with Kelly. We used to, I remember Kelly and I having lots of oh, you me and Kelly hang out when I would do the shirt biting thing. Remember? Yeah. I was really into I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> we touched on it at the uh, with the bar mitzvahs that I used to like put boys like neckties in my mouth, which like Okay, (laughs) but we also we used to hang out at Kelly's house and watch movies and I would just like be sucking on your (laughs) t-shirt. Like what was wrong with me? We would like lay there and watch the Goonies and Kendall would just have like a piece of my shirt. I thought it was like sexual. No, it wasn't like chomping like a llama. (laughs) Just like in my mouth to like, I really was like, into having things in my mouth oh my god oh female condoms maybe give your friend a call <laughs> blouse them up <laughs> that's something with my mouth um i know but just you know sexy sexy anyway anyway so that was bizarre so, but like you and i were never the object of each other's affection you were always just there and then i was after kelly and you were a boy who was quote unquote straight yeah. who i was like hanging out with all the time who i like the stakes were so low. Right. So I was like, let me do like the shirt biting on this motherfucker. Let me practice on this homo so that when I get to the real deal, I'm an A+. Right. Exactly. So, but you, me, and Kelly, and another friend of ours, she sort of came in and out. Yeah. Um, but really the three of us yeah. were like thick, as, thick thieves. as thieves. But in like, a, it was a little weird. We used to all like lay on you and like, it was a little... It was a little weird now that I'm thinking back on it. It was very hormone-driven. It was very scary. I forgot about that until just now. The shirt biting took me to a deep, dark place. Um, but then one magical day, we came we're almost coming up on the anniversary of it. What day is it? It was, it was on Columbus Day. Columbus day. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm okay. That's in January. I don't know. No, I vividly remember it was Columbus Day. That tracks. So we come upon the we didn't have school. Day. I know. Where... Kendall, Kelly, and I are all just going to hang out on Columbus Day, and we all meet in this, like, park. We had another friend there, too. What should we call her? Mary. Mary comes in later, trouncing in on a bike and almost falling down a hill, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> so we all go and hang out in this, like, field, and I don't At the know, Troutbrook uh, River. At the Troutbrook River, of course. Real ones of West Hartford, now. There's a warrant out for your arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have to believe out that name, but we're gonna say it again. Speaking of him, never forget um I made out with him at the reunion yep. last year. And the next day I was like, Oh god, I made out with last night. And another girl who I was with was like, Wait, I made out with last night. So I think he was making the rounds. He also told me that my boobs were people he was most excited to see at the reunion that was pre-tit reduction so oh, wow. sorry to report <laughs> they're gone anyway. But anyway we rolled up three deep to the trout brook and i don't know how this came up but we started playing what was infamously known as the, the grass, grass game, game which went as follows well first of all we just have to talk about it like the grass game was the game heard around the world it broke we were in eighth grade at this point. Yep. And it like broke the internet. The grass game was never been done before. Completely unique, <laughs> incredible, trailblazing, multi-talented. It really, really was. So now, yeah, give the listeners a little glimpse into what the grass game entails. So if any of you lucky listeners at home are looking to spice up your love life and play the grass game, <laughs> here's how it goes. Step one. Get a long ass piece of grass. <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. Step two. Put the grass into your mouth. One end, not too much. <laughs> Step three. Invite your partner to bite into the other side of the grass and then like lady and the motherfucking tramp, chomp down on that grass <laughs> until your lips lightly touch. And then I guess pull away and take the grass out of your mouth. That The end of it gets kind of loose, but choose your own adventure. So that's how it starts. And once we were doing that, we would make the grass smaller and smaller to where we were just like passing grass back and forth out of each other's mouths. But it was only like Kelly and Thomas and me and Thomas. Like it wasn't like Kelly and I were doing it to each other. It was just like we were both taking turns playing with you. You guys, because then it got to never forget the most famous line. This was the line heard around the world is that Kelly then said, no No grass grass now." now and just grabbed Thomas and kissed him. For all of our, like, six straight male listeners out there, Baruch Hashem and hello, like, imagine eighth grade me just being tossed around <laughs> on a lazy like a Susan, noodle. a limp noodle between two eligible bachelorettes. <laughs> I was living large. Just being kissed. So then, yeah, then it became... Then in rolls Donna. What's her name? <laughs> Mary. Mary. <laughs> no, Mary was there for the kissing, because she was like, oh my God, stop, why are you doing that? Yeah. So then we... We're just like kissing him a million times, all just like quick little pecks. But then, um, then we were like, "This was lovely. See you in school tomorrow." So we. My left. mom's actually here to pick me up. I've got to run. Well, no. So I walked home with Mary because we lived in the same neighborhood, and as soon as we left the Trout Brook, I start crying because I'm like, "Oh my god, my first kiss." was with Thomas Dolger and I'm going to have to deal with this these repercussions for the rest of my life here I am nearly 15 years later still talking about the grass game and Mary didn't help she was like yeah you really did this to yourself (laughs) she was like you You kissed Thomas and I better go home and have a long think about what you've done So I was, and then I was like so nervous about what my mom would think. I remember going to my, my grandparents' house like the next week and like bringing my girl cousins into a room and telling them that I had had my first kiss and like, it was, it was major, but everyone at school knew about the grass game. Everyone knew about no grass. All the boys were so pissed that little homo Thomas had had his first kiss before any of them. One of our, mm, Kendall's friend, not my friend, I actually actively dislike him, um, who's now married would literally follow (laughs) me around and be like can't believe you had your first kiss before me. Just blasphemy. <laughs> that absolutely tracks. And I'd be like, um, fuck you. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, the grass game was major for us. We would never kiss again. Just kidding. S- bitch, you thought. So then, you know, eighth grade continues and we never kiss again in that no. way. We just like, you know, do the grinding at the bar mitzvahs and that's the that on that. And then we'd like... By night, we'd be, like, bumping uglies at the bar mitzvah at, like, the Bethel synagogue. And then by morning, we'd be at rehearsal for Once Upon a Mattress at where? <laughs> the Mandel JCC. It all happens at the Mandel JCC. Anyway. So we didn't kiss again the rest of eighth grade. We kept our hands to ourselves. Oh, I kind God. of went full throttle for Kelly, and then that obviously did not pan out well, so. Yes, and I still think I liked uh, Swimmy Boy at that point. Yeah. I don't really know. Anyway, um... So then we move on to... We get to high school. Yep. And I really don't... Like, so our romance budded while we were in a production of 13 the Musical, where, say it with me, the, the Mandel, Mandel JCC of West, of West Hartford. Hartford. I think it's Greater Hartford, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Is it of Bloomfield? No, no absolutely not. It might be Greater Hartford. We're in a production of 13 there. I have just been gypped for the starring female role. And instead, she is the featured ensemble and fake dance, dance captain. captain. One was, of three. No, one of two. Three. Danielle Hoffman, Molly Bean, and you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Rub it in! Uh, I was so bitter. I was like, I don't even want to do this show because I was in jazz dancers. Of course. So I was like, I'm too cool for this. But I was just like, yeah, all my friends are doing it. So. Yeah. And it ended up being so fun. I was obviously. the best thing we ever no, did. No, it was my peak. It, oh, it was absolutely your peak. I was, of course, the star. Yeah, to- obviously. Thomas is a star in everything, 
everything we did. We did a show in high school called Pops and Jazz, and everyone at school called it Thomas and Jazz. So that just paints a little picture. Oh, feels good still to this day. <laughs> Another peak of mine, honestly. It's all been downhill since then. So we're in this show, and to- it's truly your peak. Yep. You're so cute. Your voice is amazing. So while we were in 13, a friend that we used to hang out with all the time would text me and be like, what's the deal with you and Thomas? Like, I feel like you guys like each other. Do you have a thing? Whatever. And then I think I texted you and I was like, oh, so-and-so says that he thinks we have a thing. Like, should we have a thing? And you were like, yeah, I guess we officially have a thing. I remember. I got out of the shower, opened my flip phone, and I was like, this is the day the rest of my life begins. (laughs) Well, because that's the thing. We never, like, for comedy purposes were like oh we dated but it's like I never actually was like you're my boyfriend no it never really got there no but we just had a thing and this started like November of freshman year yes also it does have to be stated for comic purposes that the same boy that was texting Kendall if we had a thing I would go on to suck his dick for like four straight years so at my 15th birthday party so it's just like yeah in your house like a number of times in my house yes Oh my god. Okay, so all the fucking Wait, cards are where? on the table. Hang on. Remember when we would hang out at your house and we'd play hide and seek all the time? I'd be like, let's play hide and seek. <gasps> oh my god. That was all Wait, a ploy. I'm like blushing. <laughs> Wait, what? Where? Like wherever he was hiding. You're shook? I am. In the spare room at Rachel's house? Spare room at Rachel's house? No. We all have hooked You're up in there. basement in Bainbridge a number of times. In like the scary room in the back. Oh! <gasps> What in my house? In my house, in my house. A nice what do we tell you? Nice. What do we tell you? A trout. Um, wow. Piping hot tea, you guys. <laughs> no. I'm speechless. Anyway. Ew. So we have our thing, and it's lovely. It's lovely. It's very, um... So you have like a, you have a stove, right? You have a stove top and you can turn it to like absolute high or absolute low. There's like a little space before low where the flame turns off. That's where we operated. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> I just thought of something really embarrassing that I don't know if we'll include, but I'll say it in a second. We used to just kiss like once a day, maybe like, but really like probably like two or three times a week. Just like when I was le- when I would like leave hanging out with you. I'd be like, Ugh, we have, we have to. Oh, but- stop No, I'm just it. kidding. Like, all the time has passed. Now's the time. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm thinking more embarrassing things. So Thomas was, like, really, really playing up the straight thing. So he's here being like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, God, I have to kiss her. Meanwhile, I'm vividly remembering another time. We were hanging out in a group at our friend's house watching the movie Jennifer's Body. Of course. And me and, like, the other girls would, like, jump on Thomas to cover his eyes so he, like, wouldn't get a boner because he thought Megan Fox was, like, the hottest well, person alive. Right? So he, like, played a good straight act, you know? Thank you. Acting is the name of the game. But people used to be like, why haven't you made out yet? They used to shut us in closets for, like, 45 minutes at a time, and we would refuse to do it. I'd be like, it has to be organic. I know, me too, and but I, I was just really scared. Well, so was I, because they're two best friends that oh. used to date, but it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight. Anyway. Yeah, so we never made out. No, never. It was for the best. But I remember another repressed memory that's all coming up. I feel like I'm in literal therapy, is we were, like, hanging out at Mary's house one night, and we, like, had it made out, but I was like, I'm going to touch Kendall's boob, I think. So I, like, put my arm <gasps> around you, and then very slowly just, like... <laughs> laid a limp hand on your titty and I remember you were like oh my god it's happening it's happening so you touched it's my boob you were oh like very god. sly I was like haha what can I say but as I literally we have a photo that we took right before Kendall got her breast reduction of us recreating this that I'll put on the feed we do? yes I'll show it to you of me literally sitting there just like <laughs> So um, then, so then, I forgot like, about the boob cupping. I know the boob cupping. We like always go to each other's friends' houses and like lay out on like a blanket in the backyard and like spoon. just like spoon. Yeah, it was all weird. And then, but like it was like pretty romantic. I remember you went on vacation with your family. Talk about red flags. I know. He sent me a picture. He put our initials in the sand and like drew a big heart around it. And I thought that was like the sweetest thing ever. It was my phone wallpaper for months. And here's where things got tricky. Yep. Because as friends, we used to say love you all the time. Yes. But then it was like, were we allowed to say it since we were like pseudo dating? I know. So, but like, I think we did. But in my book, that was not like 
the first you were not like the first boy I said no, love you to. No, absolutely not. But, but I, I do, do remember, remember you stopped saying it back and that I was, was just a... going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that you would say love you and I'd send you back a smiley face and then one of our friends would take your phone and be like you're not going to say I love you back to her and I was like yeah I remember that being a red flag but it's weird that I like put pressure on that because nowadays I'm like oh no it was not like that no. at all um we were not in love no we are now but we, we are were now not back we then. weren't then so, but so let's anyway to the good stuff well no so. I do have to oh yeah so we're getting there yep so this is like spring of ninth grade it really lasted like the majority of freshman year which I'm it was a long time I'm not gonna lie I'm a little embarrassed that it happened this late in life people like to say it was middle school but, like, we're here to spill the truth. It was absolutely high school. It was absolutely high school. Thankfully, it was freshman year, which, like, is a, you a know. Fake year. A fake year. But I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that this was in high school. Because that feels. This wasn't middle school, you mean? No, the, I said this, this was, was in, in high, high school. Because it feels not, not so far away. Absolutely. So far away. Anyway. Back to you in the studio, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember at my 15th birthday party. Which was at Foxwoods. Casino. Something that we need to unpack <laughs> is how much I went to a casino as a 15-year-old. Makes a lot of sense about my personality now that my uh, 15th birthday party was at Shrine, the nightclub in Foxwoods. Anyway, we'll unpack that later. <laughs> um, I um, I remember it was a little thing because obviously we were at Foxwoods. So it was just me and like three friends. And um, no, Rolling sixty. never forget. So many inside jokes from that night. It really shaped me into who I was today. First time in a club and I look at us now. <laughs> anyway, so I remember the my three friends sitting me down and being like, Kendall, we really need to tell you something. Thomas is gay. And I was like so upset. I got so mad at them for like ruining. On your birthday? I know. They were like ruining my night. And I was so upset. And I was like, no, he's not. Why would you say that? Blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, fill the people in on what you were doing behind closed doors. You had a secret boyfriend. Not a secret. Oh, well. Well, because of Romeo and Juliet. I mean, yeah. So I also, when I was slowly, as I was, you know, engaged in a seventh month long thing, (laughs) T-H-I-N-G, with Kendall. With a capital T. With a capital T. Hey, that's the T. Um, (laughs) I was also beginning uh, underground romance with a boy in the cast of a show I was working on, who would then turn into be my first boyfriend. So For many years. For one year. I thought it was two. Just one. Okay. And then on top of that, I was also like sucking another guy's dick behind even more closed doors. In so, my own In your home. own house. We had another party for your 15th yeah, birthday. Yeah, because that was Kendall's just house. like a little shindig. That was just a little shindig. I where, think it was like, on my actual birthday. Yes. Where Kendall and I were like cozy, cozy, cuddly, cuddly, maybe give her a little kissy, kissy, left the party, suck some guy's dick in my attic. And I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm, I celebrate that. Thank you. <laughs> I celebrate that for you. But there were so many things that were sketchy. So Thomas was hanging out with the guy who would end up being his boyfriend, who's different from the attic dick man. Um, <laughs> Thomas was always hanging out with him. And he went to our high school. He was two years older. Yep. And Thomas was just like, oh, no, he's just like my best friend. He's like this mentor for me because he was like in the acting program. And he was like the best one in his grade. And it was like all the shit. But Thomas knew that we all found it sketchy. I remember people would come up to me and they'd be like, um, I saw Thomas and so-and-so. What should we call him? Let's call him, um... Bob? Job. <laughs> Bob's his dad. <laughs> Let's call him Martin. Martin. <laughs> of course, because of Professional Titty Twister. Professional Titty Twister. We'll call him Martin. Martin. So people... Martin. Martin. People would come up to me and be like, um, just so you know, I saw Thomas and Martin (laughs) spooning in the dark on a mattress in the black box. And I'd be like, that's weird. But like, wouldn't really think anything of it because I thought you were cheating on me with a girl. You did. Who we will call Cindy. Cindy. I thought you were cheating on me with Cindy because you were in a show and you were becoming very close with her. Meanwhile, I would later find out that you were just very close because she was, I think, the first person that you told that you were gay. Yeah. Which, like, again, shady that it wasn't me. Yeah. Well. But it couldn't have been. No. It's okay. No. Um, but so you were doing the spooning on the mattress in the dark at school and I was just like, whatever. And but then, You were like, but where's Cindy? <laughs> find me that bitch. Right. That's why my friends were like, Kendall 
It's right in front of your <laughs> eyes, bitch. Like, hello. So anyway, there's all this sketchy behavior happening. I think he's cheating on me. You're being really weird to me. You're like, there's so much going on, but I can't tell you because like it's really personal. So then I assumed. Of course, naturally. That Thomas had cancer, which like, again. <laughs> no, let that, the- let that hang in the air for a minute. <laughs> she was dating a little, little homo like me. And I said, I have a lot of personal things going on that I can't tell you. And Kendall's brain went, you know what it has to be? Cancer. <laughs> I was in such denial. Then he invites me to his freshman year voice, voice recital. recital. The song he sings is called The Role of a Lifetime from a musical called Bear, which is all about a closeted gay man. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. And I went to the recital with your family. Like as my pseudo-girlfriend. Yep. And I remember just sitting there, hearing you sing this song about like being closeted and wanting to come out. And like, because the guy in the song like has a wife, right? Everything. Oh, he's, he's straight, yeah. Yeah, he's straight. And so. Which would continue to plague me, you know, in the years to come. Yeah, I'm sitting there being like, oh my, oh my, oh my God, I do not believe this. <laughs> Oh my God, I do not believe this. And that's where I started to be like, okay, something ain't right here. And then I think it was like a week later when like things then really shit really hit the fan. So I was grounded for sneaking out of my house, as you remember, past Hot Mess Express when I got caught on the roof to visit my boyfriend. I was grounded for three weeks, which means I couldn't see my pseudo girlfriend Kendall for three weeks, which is really hard on us. So I was But like, certainly saw each other at school. Certainly, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) certainly would you like to do the dramatic reading or should i i'll do it okay it's two this way because then there's some other really cringy screenshots that i have this is how he dumped me on facebook but just so because i think we've touched on this a little bit he had said to me like oh i really need to tell you something but like i want to tell you on monday when i'm not grounded but i was at my dad's for the weekend and at the time he lived really far away so I was like, no, 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 I cannot have this burden on me all weekend. You need to tell me now. And you had just told our friend Mary. Mary. And then I will never Keep forget. Keep up, people. I'll never forget. Mary texted me and was like, I'm so sorry. I always knew. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. Here it comes. At this point, I knew it was coming. And then this is the Facebook message that I received. Listen up. I said, so this year has been interesting for me. Like the fall rolled around and 13 and everything was amazing. First of all, like, can we get this kid a fucking dictionary? It's like the (laughs) syntax is questionable. Like the fall rolled around and 13 and everything was amazing. And you and I started our thing and I was happy and things were great. Then sometime after swim team, being around a lot of shirtless men. (laughs) That is a trigger for anyone. I I mean, we we saw my phone wallpaper. uh, Period. We knew those eighth grade abs could do something to you. Absolutely. Then, I, I was not safe from them, safe from their charms. Then, sometime after swim team, things kind of switched, and I started to feel differently about myself and about guys. So I freaked out because it was new and uncomfortable, and I wasn't cool with it. So then, throughout all of Romeo and Juliet, it all just rushed me, and I couldn't escape it, and was crying more and more, moody and everything. Then I went to voice every Wednesday and sang Roll of a Lifetime, and broke down. Awesome. Oh my God, I want to crawl out of my skin. (laughs) So then I have you, my best friend in the whole world who means everything to me. And I was scared of how this whole thing would change our friendship and everything. God, get a new fucking word bank. No, it's cute and you were nervous. And I didn't want to end things until I was absolutely definite. And I didn't want to hurt you or anything until I was definite. Thank God. Like then I wanted to hurt you. (laughs) But I can't. And it fucking sucks. And needless to say, our thing has to end because dot, 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 I'm gay. (laughs) And I really need you now as my best friend more than ever. And I'm scared to hit enter, but I gotta. All right, read away. <laughs> I love the emotional manipulation of like, I'm about to break your heart, but I need you to know your duty as my friend is to be in my side right now. Well, it was. And like, I've said this on record before, like I was on the wrong side of history. I obviously made it all about me you know like i should have been i wish i could have been like poor little yeah it was like my first little heartbreak i was like (laughs) and i just remember my mom always being like this you one day you'll realize this is better this is better that he was gay you don't have to worry about other girls and honestly she was right yeah but i took some others because then we had like conversations for weeks after of me just manipulating the shit out of him oh my god i love it Hit me with it. Okay, I'm crying. These are so cringy. Here's one that I have. Okay. I said, 
at least I can come to school looking like shit now since I don't have to try to impress you. And you say, you never had to try. Oh my God. And I said, ah, oh, stop doing that to me, please. It's torture. Uh, you said, sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, but thank you. I've done enough crying for tonight. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hate that. Babe. This is the best. Wait, can I read no, my no, part? No, no, Okay. Okay, fine. Okay. Question. Okay, dot, dot, dot. You always... <laughs> oh my God, no. Okay, no, yes. we have okay, to. Okay, sorry. Okay. Question. Okay, dot, dot, dot. You always used to talk about your porn. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Ha ha, yeah. Two H's, dot, dot, dot. Did you, dot, dot, dot. And I cut her off and say, I watched it. I was positive I was straight till like March. Straight porn, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> ha ha. Okay, just curious. Ha ha. Because yeah, you, that was like when boys used to talk about porn and you obviously used to talk about porn yeah, all the time. F- I had to fit in it. It's too um, to hang. Oh my god. Ew, listen to how annoying this is. You go, I don't like to hear you cry. I go, yeah, well. You said, stop, ha ha ha. I said, you're lucky. You didn't get anything compared to what everyone else did. I never cried for two hours straight. All the hyperventilating is a good ab workout, though. Like, actually kill yourself. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> but this... Whatever, we're all about that fit, even back then. Skinny queens. Oh, this is so manipulative, too. Because I think you were like, things don't have to change, I think is what you said. Yeah. And I said, well, obviously things will change. You're gay. That's a giant change. You're still my best friend in the whole world. That doesn't change, but things will be awkward for a little while. And that fact that we don't have a thing is a change. Me wanting to spend the summer with you as a couple is not the same as me wanting to spend the summer with you as a friend. That's what I'm trying to say. It still confuses me how on my birthday, everything was so great. And when you were in Florida, you sent me the nicest texts ever that were so sweet. And that picture oops better change my wallpaper (laughs) someone strangle me like what is going on oh my god i think those are i just kind of let you rant and rave i was like yeah with two h's obviously no you did you were so nice i was such a bitch we all know i i regret the way i handled that but you know i was you know 15 so yeah it was fine it was funny so then everything was fine we oh so we we were in a show together that summer. I think we talked about this. Yes. I almost quit. And then the hickeys, the band-aid. He said it was a bug bite. We were dance partners. It was drama, drama, drama. Drama city. I loved drama. Still do. Yeah, so that was very dramatic. But then finally we were like, okay, we're friends. And we would just like cry all the time. And then we were happy that we could be best friends. And we were like, and this is going to be the best. And it was. Here we are. Hi. Hey. Um, but we fucking hated each other for at times in high school. We did, and Kendall and I just did, like, a quick um, refresh through our Facebook chats from, like, 2014, and bitch, there are some doozies. Kendall and I Awful. used to, like, I think we had mentioned in a previous episode, maybe literally the pilot, like, Kendall and I would see each other all day at school, be totally normal, get back home, log on to Facebook, and just rip each other to shreds for no reason. Like, all this pent-up anger. And then show up to school the next day like nothing had happened. But literally, we would be like we're just not friends anymore. Like there, we read one where you're like, I just don't know what to say. Like, we're not friends anymore. I don't even consider you my best friend anymore. And I was like, then why, what was ninth period 25 minutes ago? Like, <laughs> like what? I was so confused. Um, there were some, there are some good ones in there, but I mean, I will say I, we all know beach weekend, my biggest regret in life. Yeah. And just like end of senior year of high school, I was a, massive cunt <laughs> so like i deserved some of the uh the yelling i was really not a good friend but there are some things in there because okay so mind you thomas um you know breaks up with me because he's gay so i'm like okay so he shouldn't give a fuck about what i do with boys yeah. for the rest of my life we well 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 bitch we, well 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 this motherfucker still has something to say sure in 2020 do. about everyone <laughs> but it all started with my first like serious boyfriend sophomore year of high school and we never forget the subtweet journal when thomas said i'm not taking you to the abortion clinic Period. and cried when i got back together with my boyfriend i sure did but it's, you know it's a, he's a good friend good support system yeah maybe we'll post some screenshots of our fights on the feed because they are hysterical yeah we'll have to cross out a lot of names but they're pretty funny there's just some good one-liners in there our favorite of kendall being like what did i say I was like, not to toot my own horn, but I'm fucking fucking hilarious. hilarious. And I stand by that. 
Put that on my fucking tombstone. But then because we were going through Facebook messages, I opened up Facebook messages with this other guy who like used to flirt with me in high school. And um, my favorite message that I saw, he just messaged me on at like 325 p.m. on Facebook. And he said, I want to be sexually active with you. I was like, oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> and I think I was like, and he used to just be like, Kendall, we should hook up. And I'd be like, haha, okay. And then he'd be like, wait, really? And I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> he was hot. You should have. I know. He still, he still would. I think I've maybe said this on the podcast. This same person who I literally haven't spoken to since high school. I have a screenshot. One day in 2018, he messaged me on Facebook. You so fine. That's it. I'm like, and okay. That's all we need in That's this all house. we need. Again, just validating that we still got it, you know? Still got it over here. All we can ask for. I think that's the whole long, tiresome tale of the love affair between Kendall and I. Yeah. And then... Attend the tale of Kendall and Thomas. Yeah, seriously. Thank God we have that little piece of history. But I do remember, like, for so long, then, like, when we were friends, I was like, oh, my God, people are going to think that, like, I'm still in love with Thomas. So let the record show. Ears up, everyone. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) But yeah, things are bleak. We had that little blip, and now we're just two best friends that I used to date. But it's not to fall in love when you're gay and straight. Now the living in the city has to share the space. Drinking and drinking all over the place. <laughs> um, you're welcome for that. Un- unhinged, absolutely unhinged. We sing every episode. But that's a little deep dive. So for those of our listeners who maybe don't know us that well, welcome on in to... I know, we recently found out we we have we have quite a few uh, obscure listeners who like don't actually, we don't know them. So hey guys, welcome. Hey and welcome and... We'd love to in. be your friend. Yeah. Because um, we're what? Everybody's, everybody's best, best friend. friend. Hey! So, since that entire segment was pretty much a hot mess express, we're going to spare ourselves the embarrassment of having to do another one. Plus, to be quite frank, we are running out of hot mess stories. We really started this... Well, we started... The idea of this podcast happened before the COVID pandemic, but, like, we were kind of banking on... COVID being over by now. COVID being over by now and us being, like, back at bars and, like, real time getting new hot mess express stories. So, we're really trying to, like... You know, keep the ones we Pull got. Pull from the archives. Pull from the archives, thank you. But that being said, if you have an amazing Hot Mess Express story, please DM us, write in, text us one of us, and we will literally read them on the podcast. We are begging. Yeah, it will be anonymous. We can comment on it. I mean, anything. You guys know the drill. Write in, like, whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Hope everyone is doing well. As always, follow us on Instagram at bestfriend underscore podcast. Follow Bendy and I at Kend underscore Edwards at T Dolge. And we'll see you next Thursday. See ya. Bye, bitch. Bye. Bye, bitch. are probably drunk, so there's no need to pretend. Uh, everybody's best friend.